So we're talking about what does it look like to practice the way of Jesus, the kind of practice habits, yeah. rhythms, what it means to follow him, and we want today to talk about faithful presence. Now, sure. maybe just to start, maybe we should just ask that question, what is faithful presence? What do we mean when we use that sure. phrase? Yeah, David Finch has a book called Faithful Presence, and he talks about, he sort of looks at the overall arc of Scripture, and he talks about, well, you know, one of the major things about the overall arc of Scripture is the mission of God in Latin, the missio dei. Yeah. Right, so you see this idea of God being present with his people, you see it in creation, right? He makes things, right? and then Eden, he walks with Adam and yeah. Eve. He calls Abraham, right? He says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be a blessing. Yeah. I'm going to bless those who you bless, right? He's going to be with them and then bless the nations through him, right? And then you see with Moses, right? He's like, hey, Moses, I will be with you as I send you to free the people, right? He's with the people as they go into the wilderness, right? Cloud by day, fire by night, right? He's offering the commandments. He's there with them. Yeah. And you see this extend in the New Testament. What Finch says, though, is that if we want to really understand what the faithful presence, what the church is called to be, we need to look at the Missio Dei plus the incarnation. Right? So the Missio Dei is kind of everywhere. Yeah. God is on the move. He's everywhere. He's doing things. He made all these things. And the incarnation is very specific. Sure. Right? God takes on human flesh and moves into the neighborhood. He partners with 12 disciples, calls them to himself, and sends them out in the world. There's a real rootedness, a real specificity. And he says when the church uh, really wants to be the faithful presence of God, they need to pay attention to the spirits working in the world while rooting themselves in a specific place as Jesus did when he took on human flesh. Sure, yeah. And that's how we really live into the faithful presence of God where we are. Totally. Yeah. Pay so, attention to yeah. where's the spirit moving in my workplace, in my family, on my block. And then it's because it's sort of rooted, right, we have a particular place to invest and follow the Spirit's lead. Totally, that makes sense. And so kind of what I hear you saying is that it's not so much this idea of we just need to go, 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 make things happen, apart totally. from like a deep rootedness and connection to Yeah, this isn't a striving harder. This yeah. is not, this is more embracing sort of where you are, how God has already rooted you in a place. Yeah. Uh, you know, often we think like, go to Matthew 28 and you're yeah. like, go, and it's like, wait, wait, like we don't need to go actually especially in the secular West, like we need to stay. Totally. Yeah. We need to be where we are and pay attention to where the spirit is already at work. Yeah. And I heard you say a phrase recently about it's, it's not so maybe going geographically to the other side of the yeah. world, none of that's bad or anything, yeah. but about going deeper in like the place God already yeah, has that's good. Right. And so this is, again, we're talking about Matthew 28. So maybe yeah. kind of riff a little bit more and talk about what's this connection with faithful presence to some of these sending passages where Matthew 28 comes to yeah. mind, John 21, as the Father has sent me, yeah. so I'm sending you. Yeah, all of John. Yeah, basically. all of John, basically. Yeah, how does this interact there? Yeah, so I think it's easy sometimes to just think, okay, well, the sending starts in the New Testament. Yeah. But in fact, it's actually at the very beginning. God creates all things, right, out of nothing. He forms all things, right, heaven, earth, sky, ground, yeah. right, dirt, rocks, creepy things, crawly things oh, on day right. six, right? <laughs> He makes mammals, and then he also says, you know, I'm making God in my image, mm -hmm. right? That specifically, at creation, he is saying, all right, I want you to be my image bearer on earth, Yeah. right? So he's actually sending them, right, to be, he creates and sends, so it's almost like built into who we are as yeah. human beings. It's not even necessarily something we're called to do, it's something we are. We are the image of we God. We are it's the like, image of God, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. 
and then especially in that context, in the Middle Eastern context, right? Totally. This is sort of a king thing, so it's sort of like an ambassador, someone who exactly. represents the king, yeah. uh, right? And so that happens, right? And then you get God sort of present with Adam and Eve, and then you have the calling of Abraham, yeah. right? And he says in Genesis twelve three, right? You're going to be a blessing to the nations. Yeah. So there's this sense in which Israel is meant, commissioned to fulfill the calling that they messed up, right? In, in the, the fall, yeah. uh, Genesis 2 and 3, right? So you have this sense of, oh, we're going to restore that. But then Israel, like Adam and Eve, the great tragedy of the Old Testament is, right, they don't fulfill their calling to be a blessing to nations, just as Adam and Eve didn't fulfill their calling to bear the image yes. of God. Both experience exile, one from the garden, one from the promised land, yeah. which shapes the subplot of the New Testament. Right, so then you get into the New Testament, and now you have Jesus coming, right, forming a people to teach them how to bear his image, right, in yeah, the world, right? We yeah. hear this, uh, right? Paul says, hey, yeah, right, yeah. we're formed in the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. Right, so then Jesus grabs these 12 guys, trains them, and then sends them, right, Matthew 28, sure. to what, right? To make disciples of all nations, so that other people can be formed in the image of Jesus yeah. and bear the faithful presence on earth. On earth, yeah, where God has them rooted in a place, 100%. connected with God's presence. Yeah. You know, and this makes me kind of think of, you know, grew up in the church, so th some of this language is familiar to me, but it's slightly different. Yeah. You know, because when I think of this sort of framework, what comes to mind is things like evangelism and being a witness. Yeah. And those are like biblical concepts. Totally. So maybe kind of talk about how do those overlap? What do we talking about we're talking about like sharing our faith how does that sort of yeah. play a part sure. into this well i mean it's essential to yeah. it right so this is uh i mean you and i sort of are young enough that like we often hear you know uh, a quote that's not really attributed mm -hmm. to francis yeah. you know it's like uh maybe you'll remember it but uh, I'm, it's blanking it's on like preach the gospel at all words. times yeah. at all times if necessary use words. words yeah Right, it's like, great, like, if your life sings like Francis's sure. shit, if you want to give away all your possessions totally. to the poor, you want to live on the streets as this unbelievable, hopeful, joyful, yeah. embodied witness of the gospel, okay, don't use words. Sure. But Francis did. Yeah. Totally. Right? And so it's this funny thing. But so anyway, I would say, yeah, like, this is all of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think where things go sort of funky sometimes with modern evangelism is, like, we feel so much pressure. Yeah to be experts and be able to answer every question versus witnesses. witnesses yeah. Right, so a witness ultimately says, you know, what they have seen, what they have heard, what they have experienced. Yeah. So being a witness, I think, at, a, at its core, evangelism at its core is about storytelling. Yeah. How have I experienced the goodness of God? Yeah. Sharing that with someone. What have I learned in the scriptures, right? This anchoring story of my identity and the identity of all things. How am I sharing about totally. that? Right, and to me, this is sort of essential. It actually works on a really postmodern, relation-based environment. Sure. No one can discount a story. Yeah. Right. Totally. That like they always work in yeah. postmodern environments. You can always share what you've learned. Yeah. Um, you know, if you try and go into a modern environment, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, but I actually think words are huge. Yeah. And we discount it by saying, "Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't want to step on someone's toes." It's like, no, this is friendship. This is like a real authenticity. Yeah. Is sharing what it's we about love. What's happened in your life? Yeah, the experience, right. Experience the connection, the relationship with God, and yeah. it's basically you're using this word testify. I think of 
testifying, like say in like a case or something, yeah. you saw something and you're bearing witness yeah. to what you saw. So you don't need to research exactly. it. Exactly. You don't need a PhD <laughs> in apologetics. And there's nothing wrong with those sorts yeah. of things of being well learned and relevant totally. and all that stuff. But it's it sounds like it's less about like having to maybe try to convince someone sure. like you're just you know, hook, line, and sinker, got to get this person yeah, yeah. to say the right thing yeah. or agree to the right thing. Yeah, or more or less this kind of relaxed sort of relational posture of here's what God has done in my life. Mm -hmm. I'd like to share that with you, obviously within the yeah. context of relationship. But with, that also then dovetails well with the presence of God, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So God sends us, Matthew 28, right? He sends them in the world and he says, I will go with, with you. you, right? So now you have this partnering. So we have a role of saying, this is how God has worked in my life. This is what I have learned in the scriptures. Sure. This is what I know to be deeply true. And then we sort of see God is with us yeah. in that moment. So we're not in it alone. We don't carry that full burden, right? First Corinthians 12 says, no one says Jesus is Lord except for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Awesome, That's yes. Right. So what happens is I'm not the convincer. I'm the storyteller. I am the living billboard, right? Yeah. Carl Barth's Carl Barth, work. Yeah. Right? So I'm the living billboard. I share what I've experienced and God is present in that moment totally. and he convicts, yeah. right? He is the one who convinces. He is the one who works at the level of the human heart to say, oh yeah, I want to follow Jesus. Yeah, totally. Right, so there's this beautiful partnership. This is awesome, yeah. Because it's well, not so much like the pressure's on me to like go change people's lives and yeah. convince people. This is like God's doing this work. Yeah, well and if the pressure's on you, really the pressure is on you to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like God has sent you into this place. Totally. Not, yeah. not someone else, yeah, like not, you're yeah, in your yeah, family, exactly. right? Yeah. You're in your workplace, you're on your block. God has specifically put you there, totally. not me, not someone else. And so you being you, in that moment, attending to the Spirit and what the Spirit's doing, that's what God wants. Sure, totally. Yeah. So actually we go wrong when we actually try and pretend we are something other than we yeah. are. Yeah. Right? So this is our story, but it's also our gifts. Yes, totally. Right? Yeah. God has set us in that place with our gifts, with our talents, with whatever, whatever we bring sure. to the table, to be us. Yes, yeah. yeah. Not and when we do else. that, yeah. awesome things happen. Totally, yeah. And then maybe kind of go into then, what does this look like in a day-to-day -day sort of yeah, yeah. Like, like week to week, you're at your job, you know, you're at a class at CSUMB, whatever the yeah. case may be. What is, how do we flesh this out? Yeah. So to speak? Well, I think this is the important part is we can make sort of evangelism in particular into this very external practice. Mm -hmm. When I think it's actually a heart and sort of listening prayer practice sure. that dovetails with behavior. Right? So this is you wake up in the morning and you say, maybe as you leave your door, as you leave your house, you say, God, I just pray that you would lead and guide me. Yeah. Uh, how you are at work today and everywhere I go. Yeah. And when you go into your workplace, maybe you have something in that space that reminds you that you are there on behalf of Jesus. Yeah. Right? Maybe you even put up like a little, maybe you print Matthew 28, maybe you put a little cross on your desk. It's just sure. a living reminder of like, all right, I'm here for you, Lord. Yeah. And then you have this attentiveness, and it's not like every second you're like, oh, what's sure, God yeah, doing? Totally, yeah. But maybe like a few times of the day, you just check in and you're like, all right, God, you know, what's your invitation yeah. to me? And if nothing happens, no big deal. Sure. You go on your day, but you're present. Yeah. You're willing, right? And maybe someone gets in a fight with a coworker, and you become the reconciling presence yeah. of God in that yeah, moment, and you're good. the listener. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe someone's discouraged, something's happened at home, and you offer prayer. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of Different little ways, ways. you know, maybe yeah. someone uh, has a practical need 
and you th- you pray about it and you think, all right, God, are you inviting me to meet that? Yeah. Or maybe it's too big for you, so you invite your small group into it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways. I don't know. If no, that's right. that makes sense because it's it's. I love what you're saying there, as far as we're being invited to respond to what God is already doing yeah. in any given moment. Because yeah. the assumption is God is at work and God 100%. is working in people's lives. Um, it's not uh, up to us to like kind of make it happen, so yeah. to speak. But we are invited to respond to God's yeah. leading to what God's Spirit is doing yeah. in any given moment. Hundred percent. Just being receptive to that, you know, totally makes sense. Yeah. But what about maybe real briefly for the person who is in a situation? Uh, at a workplace yeah. with classmates and there's a little bit of hesitancy yeah a little bit of maybe I'm afraid or I'm not totally, totally. sure what will happen if yeah. I speak or use my words yeah. as an example yeah. I don't know yeah maybe that's true sure, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> totally. everyone experiences yeah. that on you know different levels but I would say for the most people especially verbally like mm-hmm. sharing about Jesus I think for most people Create some anxiety. Yeah. And that is where I think there's a beautiful moment where we can process our identity with Jesus. Yeah. We can process, okay, well, where is my identity founded? Right? Is it founded in Jesus and his vocation given to me? Or have I adopted, uh, I don't know, a different vocation? Sure. Yeah. Right? Because this is the fall of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Right? God said, this is who I want you to be. They said, I want to go this way. Yeah. Right? Now we're actually at a really good discipleship moment of what is worship. What does it mean to submit our lives to Jesus? If Jesus says, go right, do we go right or do we go left, right? Um, This is what happens with Israel. God says, I want you to be a blessing to the nations. They say, "Mm, I'm not sure. I kind of want to just do our own thing. Do our own thing, yeah. And I think this is sort of a fundamental discipleship, spiritual formation space, specifically around identity and vocation. So whose are we? Like, why do I care so much about what this person thinks of me? Like, I'm actually trying to love them. Sure. Like, especially offering prayer or sharing our story, this is not like inauthentic. This actually works really yeah, well totally. in our moment. Yeah. We're all you about know? being your authentic self. Right, right, we're yeah. all about that. Um, and this, it could be super like down to earth. It doesn't have to be, you know, I know you don't believe in God, yeah. uh, but I do. Uh, and I wonder, would you be okay if I just prayed for you? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what I can offer in this moment, sure. but I know this is something I can. Yeah. And then they can say yes or no, totally. right? Um, or sharing your story. Like, often people ask, like, why do you go to church? Why do you do this? You know? Totally. Uh, well, this is why, mm-hmm. right? And just being open about that. Yeah. And yeah, you might have fear and anxiety in the process. So one of the things I'm sort of convinced of is that comfort does not lead to trust. Mm-hmm. You ultimately have to take risks if you want to cultivate trust. Yeah. They're, they're intricately totally connected. connected. Yeah. Uh, and we try and dislocate them in life. So we try and have a, the most comfortable existence with the most robust faith life, and they don't exist. It doesn't, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's like, water. yeah, it's like, no, no, no. Comfort is almost always pushing against trust. Sure. We also cultivate trust ultimately through little risks. Yeah. And I think this is where we get when we get into faithful presence stuff. Right? This is sort of, it can feel risky, risky but it's totally. also how we develop the faith and intimacy that we actually want. want totally. Yeah, because it comes back to then in those moments of maybe it's fear, a little bit of anxiety, you're leaning on the presence of God totally. right there with us. Yeah. And he's for us and he's promised to always be with us and we can rely on that as we, you know, totally. our workplace, classmates, friends, wherever we might find 100%. ourselves. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Try it out. Well, it's